0: Jesus name with that we're going to dive directly into the book of we're going to read one scripture <clears throat> from the book of Deuteronomy and then we're going to jump into Joshua and then we're going to end today in Acts chapter 23 I like to I like to kind of get a full course meal you know if you haven't noticed that already we kind of lay out the the appetizer and the second appetizer and third breakfast eventually we get to the entree and finish with some dessert but today we're going to be looking at as last week to quickly recap in our hearts to bring us back last week we talked and we really just focus on installing hope into our hearts and into our theology and our doctrine, just getting those scriptures in there. And, and today I'm on, a, I'm on a similar similar topical type of study, but today I want you to look to the person next to you and tell that person, take courage. Find somebody else around you and tell them, take courage. And we're just gonna dive into this and you start talking about courage and our for those of us who know and love the word of God, there's a few scriptures that our hearts immediately take us to. And one of those is in Deuteronomy chapter 31 in verse seven, where it says, then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous. Everybody say it out to me. Be strong and courageous. courageous. You can do better than that. Be Be strong and courageous. All right. For you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them and you shall put them in possession of it. Listen to that word. We're going to read that one more time and each word is just full packed with, with purpose and meaning the Lord or Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel. So this isn't, this isn't something that Moses is telling Joshua privately. You know, so many times we, we get the idea that everything has to be one-on-one and privately and it's a misconception oftentimes in, in the whole realm of discipleship and issuing the calling upon people's life and just really making people accountable to the words of the Lord. Here, Moses is putting Joshua in front of all of Israel And he's saying to him, be strong and courageous for you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them. And you shall put them, what a great little phrase right there, shall put them in possession of it. Lord, we thank you today for this this opening passage, just power packed. And Lord, we just ask you that by your spirit, Lord, that you would just encourage and let courage rise up in the hearts of your people today, Lord. God, we give you all the glory. Holy Spirit, we ask you to have your way in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, today I really want to just take my time. This is more of a, a word of impartation than it is a, a word of motivation. As I quickly flew over last week, the, the purpose of preaching maybe has a, just a, a, a dab bit of motivational need in it, but but the majority of it comes with the need for impartation by the Spirit of God, impartation into our lives, impartation to what's going on in our hearts and our minds, in the realities of our circumstances that we're being faced with today. And I'm just going to just slowly just sort of walk through some of these passages and, and my hope is that you can just, you know, just even if you, if you feel, if you have to close your eyes and don't worry, I'm not going to think that you're, you're sleeping unless you start snoring. You start snoring. Neighbor, please wake them up really quickly before. But we're gonna get filled with courage today. You know, being a man and a woman of God, being a leader is a challenging task. Can somebody say amen? Amen. We don't wanna dumb it down, dull it down and make it sound like it's just a a walk in the shade. Being a man of god being a woman of god is a is a road less traveled not the road that the masses travel it's the road that the remnant travel now the remnant might be more or less than what we think the remnant is really not in play and what we're talking about today but this road to being this man and woman of god leader is this it's a road that requires for our hearts to have courage being a leader that not only leads and you know you say oh but pastor i'm not a leader well we're all leaders you got to come to that second wednesday night at least one month and you'll hear me say probably every wednesday you're all leaders in some area of your life all of us have that, that responsibility. Now, some have been charged with 10, some have been charged with 50, hundreds, and a thousands. There may be different levels, but we all have that responsibility. And so being that leader in our life and, and then in turn, raising up leaders for the next generation is also challenging. Can somebody say amen? I mean, you gotta lead yourself in order to be able to lead someone else. Well, true statement because you're going to lead them one place or the other, no matter what. So we have to be a people who are leading ourselves well and thinking about not only our generation, but generationally minded people thinking about our children and our grandchildren, because here with with Moses and this sort of entry thoughts on being a courageous people. One of the most famous statements as it comes to courage that being spoken from the Lord to Moses, then to Joshua. And and I loved when the passing of a generation began to happen because the Lord doesn't like to just tiptoe around the bush. I mean, when it actually came to it in the words of Moses, it was time for those words to actually come to pass in his life. And Joshua chapter one, verse one, the Lord gets right to it where it says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses's assistant. And this is what the Lord said when the Lord spoke to, to Joshua. When the lord spoke to joshua as far as we know for the first time now the joshua as we'll talk about in a moment hung out in in the presence of the lord but this is the first recorded time and the first words out of god's mouth to joshua moses assistant is moses is dead What, what a statement to come and encourage the one who's going to be filling the shoes. He's dead. Moses is dead. Joshua. It's almost like a statement of shaking him into the reality of the situation. Joshua. Moses is dead. It was time... For the generation to change hands, for the torch to be passed. A great leader, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, with all his flaws and all his insufficiencies, Moses, that great leader, had moved on. And the handing over of the reins from the Lord, whom did give it to Moses and now giving it to Joshua, had begun. It was one thing for Joshua to be a number two all those 40 years wandering in the desert. It was one thing. And start thinking of leadership. We're going to dabble in some leadership thoughts today and then come back to the main premise of today of of being a courageous people. But Joshua had been a number two for all those years in the desert. And and it's it's a far... It's a far cry from number two to number one. Even if you're right on the side of, of number one every day for, for 40 years, I mean, that number two never never really at the end of the day has to worry about payroll. <laughs> Can any business owner say amen today? I mean, number two never has to worry about payroll payroll I mean they might be pushing the buttons and everything and making the transfers but at the end of the day number one has the weight on their shoulder Moses carried the burden for all those years the reason why so many people hesitate and wait and don't immediately respond with leadership opportunities is that that we get nervous about the burden. And when it came time in Joshua's case to go from number two to number one, as it does in everyone's case, everything changes. The pressure, the responsibilities, as I mentioned, the payroll, the welfare of the people, the council. Where does the counsel now come from? Well, of course it comes from the Lord. Some people, as we just take a quick little side journey here for a moment, I mean, some number twos are never really intended to be number ones. It takes a, a calling an anointing from the Lord, a grace from God to be. Number one, I remember a young pastor that was being offered one time, not myself, and it's not a hypothetical really talking about myself. So (laughs) a young pastor, one, one time he was being offered a, a large church to pastor. And this, this young pastor at the time I say young, probably at the time he was, I'm assuming like really early thirties or something. And he was in a. He had been primarily focused as an evangelist and traveling, and then he was offered this this large church and this large ministry. And he called up another pastor, again not me for counsel. I'm just the recipient of the story, firsthand recipient. He called up this this other man who had been a pastor and a leader and and just a man of wisdom. And he says, "What should I do? Should I should I accept this?" this offer that's being given to me and the man just had one one statement to say to him he says is the grace upon you to lead that church is the grace upon you to lead you see with leadership comes an anointing comes a grace and for joshua to step out of that place of where he had been comfortably positioned for decades was going to need to be one of courage from the Lord to Moses, Moses to Joshua, Joshua, then to the people where Joshua in 10, chapter 10, verse 25, and then Joshua eventually just fully in- embraces this courage calling, and obviously the courage that it took because now he's speaking to the next generations of people saying, do not be afraid or dismayed, be strong and courageous for the Lord will do to all your enemies against whom you fight to be the people of God, to be the leader god has called you to be requires courage from the lord are you hearing me today requires you to be courageous if there is no need for courage yet in your walk with the lord well i encourage you to to be asking the lord for the opportunity because with the need for courage comes the obvious responsibility that comes with it we go on and now we're in joshua now where that mantle is being passed and let's go through this full nine verses of the lord calling joshua to be a courageous leader before the people he goes on in verse number three in joshua one And he says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. Again, I said by impartation, not by information. Just open up your hearts this morning and let this word just just saturate your spirits today. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread, I have given to you. As I said to moses from the wilderness of this lebanon as far as the great river the river euphrates all of the land of the hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory verse five take this as a promise of the lord to you no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. No man, no woman for that matter. I remember in the early days of my ministry, now I am talking about me. I remember when I I was young and ambitious, too ambitious and too prideful for my own good, and I had this person, that I felt like was just the roadblock for whatever reason, I felt, true or not, even all these 20 years later, I still don't know, I felt this individual didn't like me. I convinced myself they didn't like me. They were in a position of authority. I was the new kid on the block. And I was just doing everything, I was manifesting and and all in the name of Jesus. Has anybody ever done it? You manifested in the name of Jesus? Yeah, you're trying to figure that one out. Yeah, it wasn't always pretty. And I remember one day I got a phone call. Ring, ring, I don't have my phone, good thing. Where is my phone? I don't know where my phone is actually. (laughs) I always have my phone. Oh, there it is. Appreciate that. You see, it wasn't supposed to be up there. He's doing too, too many things this morning. I pick up the phone, and there's a voice on the other end, my pastor. And my pastor just has one word for me. Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? Show me Jesus. I become so fixated on this person that they were going to block the path of my future, that they were going to remove all opportunities for me to get promoted and for all the dreams of my heart to come to pass. And I began to, to manifest. I began to just be ugly. I began to, I mean, I was already working on the rough edges in my life, but now this person was just bringing out, it was like my brother you know, like your family, you know, your sisters, your husband, your wife, your brother, those closest to you bring out the best qualities out of you, right? Come on, somebody say amen. You all laugh, you're like, that's right. I'm not proud of it, but But this person was just bringing out all these things in my life, and the other end of that phone said, show me Jesus, and then something else they said, and remember, this is 20 plus years ago, I've never forgotten, I, I I remember this often in my life. The next word was, it was similar. It wasn't quoting this passage per se, but but the principles of it stood firm. And the next things that were said to me, when the person said, no person is going to block your future. Just like it said in that word right there, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not leave you, nor will I forsake you. I had a fixation with removing this individual from my path rather than just continue to trust in the Lord and let the Lord make the path clear for me. No man, no woman, shall stop the plan of God in our lives. He goes on in verse 6, and we're, in, we're talking about Joshua's commissioning from going from number 2 to number 1 and what it requires. He says, Be strong and of good courage. For this, to this people, you shall divide as an inheritance the land, which I swore to their fathers to give them. Be strong and courageous. This first time that he says it, and keep in mind, we're going to see the Lord in this commissioning. We're going to see the Lord speak to Joshua three times about courage. Either it was really important for us, the people of God, to be a people of courage, or Joshua which I think it's the latter rather than the former, or Joshua was just really a, a fraidy cat. I don't think that. I don't think Joshua, Joshua didn't, he doesn't strike me as one who, who shied away in times of battle and in times of conflict. Joshua was one who was present. But nonetheless, The Lord comes to him after Moses has already spoken it to him from the Lord. And the Lord confirms the word of Moses. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong with the people. So the first encouragement of courage was to be courageous in front of the people. As you've heard me say before, and as you would know, as those of us who are leaders in this place, it's always, it's a, it's a terrifying thing, leading people. It's a terrifying thing. Some of us are afraid of our children. <laughs> it's, a, it's a terrifying thing to lead people. And the first thing that the Lord is connecting the strong and of good courage is, is to the people. Be courageous before the people. Be courageous for the people. Be a courageous example to the people. So much more is being learned by what people are seeing than by what we're saying. I'll never forget of a a time in China and by this point in, in China as the progression of years went by and, and I remember the first time it was Easter weekend when we were having our Easter production and, and the Chinese, they, they don't like Easter. The Chinese government, I'm referring to always after Easter on that Monday morning, you always get a visit on that Monday morning after Easter. But I remember that first Easter weekend when I had to preach, looking at right here, a little bit to my left, somewhere around where John is right there. Him, and it was actually two of them. Hi, John. You're not with the Chinese government, are you? Okay. Just, make, just making sure. <laughs> the beard kind of gave it away. They just can't quite do that. Somewhere right around John and actually right next to him was, there was The manager of the facility and right next to the manager was the obvious spy from the government and he was sitting about right there about this far away and whatever we had about this many people in the room we were doing two productions that morning at that location and I remember I had to stand up and I knew I remember this moment I'll never forget the moment I had to stand up and again it's not like ground shade. There's not like tens of thousands of people. There's a hundred people, whatever in the room, but there's that Chinese government spy right there. And I remember having to stand up in the platform and I had to make a decision right when I, before I started preaching. Had to make a decision. I got to tell you, I was nervous. I was like, do I shy back and make this a whole motivational speech? we can we can do that we can kind of change the whole thing and go from gospel to motivation real quick they do it every week all around the world <laughs> gospel to motivation true story it's different it's there's a difference there's a difference there's a difference between just gospel and motivation and i thought to myself i can i could do that do i need to do that lord do i need to do that And all of a sudden, it just something just welled up in me. And I just like, no, I remembered I went back to the to the calling. I went back to just like the Lord's calling Joshua, be strong and courageous, be strong before the people. I went back to the calling and I remembered I said to the Lord, as long as we have the opportunity, as long as we have the provision and as long as we have the breath in our lungs, we're going to preach the gospel as openly and as publicly as we can. And I went back to that purpose and vision and I just went for it and just preached my head off. Of course, it helps that he doesn't understand English. (laughs) Actually, I take that back. He probably did understand some English, not all of it. And I'm sure he got a full transcript after the service. At the end of the service, we had the altar call as planned and had some people come up for the altar call and just, you know, whether I shook hands with the managers, I can't remember. But I remember that moment of having to, having to gather myself, having to gather myself in the moment when courage was needed. You see, we know in those moments when courage is needed, sometimes we're just traveling throughout life and we're just journeying along, loving Jesus, loving one another. Everything seems to be reasonably okay and going okay. But there's times... There's times when courage is needed. There's times when we have to pull ourselves together and say, Lord, give me the courage to do the right thing right now. Be strong and courageous before the people. There was another instance and actually where I wanted to go with that before the people was, it was now years later and the progression. I I won't bore you with the progression of how many times we'd been visited between that first occasion that I was aware of and the last occasion that I was aware of. Quite two different, two different scenarios years later and at this point we're out of our original facility, we're out of multiple hotel rooms and we're finally and we're in this little apartment on the other side of the river. We were on the south shore. We were on the south shore. <laughs> we and all of a sudden, the room was packed. It was too packed. It was a small room. A small room that probably should have had 50 people in it. It had about 90 people in it. And we were preaching. And I'll never forget, of course, the entourage comes to get the knock at the door. We had our guards at the door, you know. Two of the cutest young ladies you can imagine. <laughs> Not scary at all. Opened the door. They came on in. Long story short, they stopped the service right there as we're just preaching away right at the end of worship and we're leading and preaching. And there they are standing right there. And I remember, I remember, okay, it it didn't look the same. There was muscle with them this time. They didn't bring muscle all the other times. All the other, you know, six or seven times, there wasn't muscle there, but you get what I'm saying? There was some muscle there with them this time as they stood right in the middle of everybody. And through translation of one of their workers, they they communicated, nobody's going anywhere. We're taking you all in and you're going to tell us everything. And again, it was that moment. It was that moment where I had to... I had to just gather myself, and I had to, okay, how now the people are all right there. Courage before the people. And I was scared, like always. You're always nervous and scared in those moments. I was, I was, I was scared. It was an obvious, serious situation. But somehow, gather myself, always had our translators, and I looked over at one of my translators. I said, tell him this. I said, we're not, we're, I'm not saying anything. And I'm not going anywhere until all these people are released and let go. And that went on for a few minutes into the story. They let everybody go except two young ladies, probably the ones that were standing at the door. They were our team members, and they were there. And now I said, no, I said everybody. And this went on for 10 or 15 minutes. I said, everybody, everybody's got to go. Let them all go, and then I'll go with you wherever you need to go. Until finally they stepped back behind me two of them got right behind me i'm sitting right there and then all of a sudden i, I saw the chair in my peripheral vision he threw the chair to the side and they said this is your final warning and i just knew at that point it was going to get real ugly real fast the point is this it was weeks later and one of the families that were there and I'm just trying, I'm shivering in my shoes, trying to be a, trying to hear the voice of the Lord, trying to be courageous, trying to, before the people, set an example of faith and courage. And, and while the whole time, just inside, you're just like, you know, this is the end of it. This is, this is the end. And a couple weeks later, I remember a family coming, and we were visiting with them or whatnot. And, and they said, they said, Pastor, you just, we just want to let you know. And they have been talking with some people, and I had no idea they said that, that moment and what happened there that day, they said that courage that you displayed that day, that'll, that has changed our life forever. And I had no idea. All I knew is that I wasn't going to be bullied. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. I'm sure I was in the flesh to some degree while trying to let faith rise up. But Courage. You have no idea what your children are seeing, what the people around you are seeing. You say, oh, well, we don't have the same need for courage here here in, in, in this nation, in our free society. That is, that is not true. That is not true. It looks different. It smells different. It presents itself different. But you have opportunities of courageous living and courageous faith probably every week of your life, every week of your life, to stand up and to have courage before the Lord. If that wasn't enough for God to tell him to have courage before the people, he goes on into verse 7, and he says, only, this is the third time Joshua was getting it, having trouble processing it, I don't know, just needs to hear it more often, probably so only be strong and very courageous everybody say very courageous he's like oh i didn't emphasize the importance of courage the first time that's that's the problem i didn't i didn't really get my point across you need to be very courageous but why in what Is the Lord referring to now hold on because it's not just a repeat it's not just a repeat of the need for strength and courage when the first one was referring to that before the people the second one right here in this commissioning of Joshua Moses is dead the generation is there's a passing of the torch be strong and courageous a man of faith and before the people but be very courageous to observe the law which i have given to you be very courageous to do according to all the law which moses my servant commanded you listen do not turn from it to the right hand or the left hand that you may prosper wherever you go. It takes courage to obey the word of God. Courage, not only a little courage, but very courageous. Take that in for a moment. Courage to obey just a little of it, or courage, as he said to Joshua, Do not turn from the right hand to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Courage to walk a straight line by the power of God. Courage not to let, in verse eight, the book of the law depart from your mouth. Courage, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written within it. Courage to do all that is written within it. It's easy and requires no courage to compromise, on our following and living by the word of god requires no discipline requires no power of the holy ghost but to be a person to have that word in our mouth and to have that word hidden in our heart to be walking it out observing to do it the best we can every day it requires courage and in verse 9 he says have i not commanded you. He's going to finish it off with a great big exclamation point. Strong and courageous. Very courageous. Have I not commanded you to be strong and of good courage? But what is it referring to this last time? Be not afraid. The first strong and courageous was referring to the people. The second strong and courageous was referring to obeying and walking in the word. The third strong and courageous was do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Fear crippling the people of God. Fear crippling even Our nation and nations fear crippling. I command you to be strong and stop fearing. Fear crippling us with, can I be free? Can I be free from addiction? Can I receive the healing that I need? Thank you. Courageous not to fear. You see, courage. Courage is found within the book. Courage is found to be flowing out of our mouths. When it's time to step up, when it's time to step out, even after all that time spent with watching Moses, watching our parents, watching our Pastors watching those who have the forefathers who have gone before us watching all the time, all the time. Hear me on this one. All the time spent in the presence of God. Yep. Joshua spent time and time again in the presence of the Lord, it says when Moses left. When in Exodus 33 11, The Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. But when Moses turned again and went into the camp, his assistant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, would not depart from the tent. Even all that time in his presence, the Lord had to come to him and had to commission him with strength. And courage—it's an inner strength that's sourced from the Lord by the Spirit of God. We can go on and leave Joshua for a moment, and we can go to to Solomon before we do get to Paul in just a minute. In First Chronicles twenty-eight twenty, it says, "And David said to his son Solomon." Be strong and of good courage Wow! familiar sounding words. David was a man of the word. He know what Moses spoke to Joshua, what Joshua, what the Lord spoke to Joshua, what Joshua spoke to the people. And now David, the man of God, speaking it to his son. Again, I said a terrifying thing to, to step into a leadership role, especially if your predecessor was King David. Or Moses, Lord, help us. Or Elijah. All these second generations. It's a fascinating thing to go look at second generations and the successful ones and the unsuccessful ones. David tells Solomon, his son, to be strong and courageous and fear not or be dismayed for the Lord God, my God will be with you. Courage comes from the truth that God will be with you. He will not depart from you. He will not leave you even in the most difficult of situations. You might have to go through the fire as we talked about last week, but the Lord was there. Yeah. Getting that revelation, having that encounter with Christ. I remember I was in teen challenge in the second in the second phase of Teen Challenge, I was probably eight months, nine months or so into the program at this point, and very different than <clears throat> first phase is that now we're sleeping in this bunk sort of room, multiple bunks all in this room versus just a little two-person chate, you know, just that we were in before. And so here I was in that room. I'm I'm getting up in the mornings by the grace of God, doing my devotions, and getting ridiculed and getting made fun of even in such a wonderful program, you know, the remnant, you know, of those that are really seeking the Lord can be hard to find. And all of a sudden one night I was lying in my bed and, and again, I was probably just eight, nine, 10 months saved at this point. I was lying in my bed and in the middle of the night, all of a sudden I heard was Jamie, my son. I sh- sat up, I looked around cause I thought for sure it was a prankster. I thought they were messing with me. Just like the time when I was in the earthquake in the Philippines and my bed started shaking on the third floor of that concrete building that probably was not built by any code. I thought it was my buddy pranking me, shaking the bed. Unfortunately, it was an actual earthquake. It wasn't the shaking of the Lord in the room. Would have made a better story. But I gotta tell them as they were, unfortunately, can't give you different renditions. But there I was sitting in, my bed and I, and I heard, I heard as clear as, as clear as day, Jamie, my son, I sat up and I started looking around in the middle of the, middle of the night, lights were off, everybody was sleeping, nobody was moving, and all of a sudden, I, then I just realized, oh, that was the Lord. The Lord stood by me and called my name. I never, there was a new courage and there was a new There was a new confidence that went up in my life at that point it was of nothing that i could have earned or the only thing that i could remember was just even earlier in my in my salvation just months earlier because i was only i was brand new baby but I'd read the story of Samuel and and I, I saw the story and as I was reading it as the Lord called out to Samuel one time and Eli's slow to get on with the what's happening and called to Samuel a second time and then called to him the third time. And after I read that story, I just in the in the slightest, just the slightest prayer, said, I said, Oh Lord, would you call my name? wasn't even really a prayer it was it was just a it was a boy who thought his life was over just six months before and and now I was saved and I had a future and and I'm I'm reading the bible you know and it's like oh my goodness and and oh lord would you would you do that to me and and there months later Jamie my son What happens in a, what I can testify is with that, that what took place in my heart is there was a, there was a courage that rose up. There was a strength that rose up, not in the sake that the Lord called me in my name, but it happens to every one of us when Christ comes into our life. It's just, have we fully realized it? For me, that was a revelation for me. Oh my goodness, He really is here. He's really here in my life. Strong and courageous, the revelation that Christ is near. I've been hearing, it seems like, you know, from from different stories in in recent years. I was listening even just last night, right before going to bed, watching, watching a minister on YouTube and and I don't do a lot of those and so I just happen to be like going from my hunting to oh Let's see what he has to say and I open it up and, and the first thing I hear it was on for five minutes and and I hear Oh, I was next to my I was it was late at night and it was two years ago and the Lord came and walked into no He said the fire of God came and fell in my room My wife was right there and next thing, you know, he started to speak to me and he said everything changed, and and I actually believe this one. No, I believe him. I believe he's a, I believe he's a man of integrity. I believe that he, he hears from the Lord, and he talked about the Lord coming into his room. With that, I want to read this in Acts chapter 23, verses 10 through 13. And when the dissension, Acts 23, 10 through 13. And when the dissension became violent, the tribune, afraid that Paul would be torn to pieces. Paul was in the process of being ripped apart like a rag doll, like a a doll in the mouth of two dogs. Pulling in opposite directions. I was afraid that Paul was going to be torn to pieces and commanded the soldiers to to go down and take him away from among them by force and bring him into the barracks. Listen to verse 11. The following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Take courage, for as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. And when it was day, the Jews made a plot and bound themselves by an oath neither to eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. There were more than 40 who made this conspiracy. You know, there's a lot of places that courage can come from, and, and even it's courage, but it's not deep-seated courage. I mean, there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of encouragement that we get from our family, from our, from our friends, from the people that we journey with. I mean, I told you I was going to wear it today. Look, I'm not, I'm not afraid of anything. See courage, because I got seven. I got seven of them. I told you I was, was going to wear that shirt. I forgot. I should have showed you at the beginning. That's from my daughters. Courage, because I got seven of them looking after me. That means I'll have coffee and tea, and and I won't starve. I mean, that's one type of courage. Courage that comes from family and friends, and it's important. It's important to have people that lifts up your arms in your life. It's not to undervalue that courage. But the type of courage when you're, when you're staring into the face of all these trials that no man can get you out of. That your daughters can't get you out of. That your family, your church, your pastor, all the counseling in the world can't get you out of the Lord stood by him The Lord came and showed up to Paul and came and revealed himself and stood you see I just want you to close your eyes and just just open up your hearts and just you can pray right now again by impartation not information impartation impartation of the touch of God the encounter with the Lord in your life the Lord came and stood by him and said take courage so many of us that need this type of courage today the courage that only comes from the presence of the Lord the voice of Jesus into your life you can pray even you can ask the Lord I'm asking the Lord I I was my spirit was was touched even last night just hearing that story and i was reminded having going to be ministering on some of this but was reminded of the story of when the Lord called my name. I actually had that revelation up until last night and this morning, that Lord calling Jamie, my son, was was just a really cool confirmation that I was the son of God. It wasn't until until last night at about 11 o'clock midnight and this morning that I realized that it was the Lord actually installing courage and strength and faith into my life from him standing next to my. It's twenty years ago. No, that's more. That's I keep on thinking I'm like forty. I just had another birthday. They keep coming. <laughs> How many does that make? That's 29 years ago. Lord. Lordy. Twenty-eight years ago. Twenty seven? Can I get twenty seven? Anybody? <laughs> no, it was twenty, it was twenty nine. I was eight no, I wasn't. I was nineteen. No, I was twenty. No, I was nineteen. There we go. Twenty eight. There we go. 28 years ago, and I'm just getting that revelation late last night and early this morning, the purpose of him standing and calling out my name for the courage that was going to be needed to do what I was called to do for him. From a, just an innocent, brand-new Christian just saying, oh, Lord, would you call my name? You could be praying today, oh, Lord, would you come and stand by my bed? Lord, would you come and speak courage to me? Oh, we know, you know, sitting in this room today, you know the areas of your life that you need courage today. You know the things that you're walking through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He goes on, and with this passage, it depends on where you read it, the Lord, is, the Lord is, is funny. He's funny because here, remember, Paul's about to get torn to pieces here, right? And you go look up, be of courage. And another way that this could be translated to what the Lord told Paul was, be of good cheer. But Lord... They're trying to rip me apart like a rag doll. Lord, it's like I'm in the mouth of pit bulls. And the Lord just comes and says, be of good cheer. Be of courage. Never mind that you're almost torn to pieces just moments before. Never mind that 40 Jews have made an oath to kill you. I solemnly swear not to tell the truth, but I solemnly swear to kill that man before I die. 40 of them that made an oath to kill him. Never mind that you have those, those killers after you. Never mind that Satan is trying to destroy you and your ministry. Never mind that you have this thorn in your flesh that keeps reminding you that my grace is sufficient. Never mind that three times, Neil, the great man of God traveling the region, has been stranded multiple times at sea. <laughs> That's like, that's like being in, in, like, three airplane crashes. <laughs> Maybe not exactly. Three car, major car accidents traveling around preaching the gospel. I mean, one person has one car accident. They're binding the devil. You know, they have two car accidents. They're like, oh, is the Lord trying to tell me something? Three car accidents. They're like, oh, I'm done with this. Not, not according to the word of the Lord. Never mind all these tribulations you're facing. Never mind that you've been beat so many times that, that you're now going to be known forever historically as, as bald and bold-legged <laughs> because of the torture that your your body has received and the consequences that have ensued in your physical stature. Never mind that. The Lord stood by him and said, Be of good courage as we close today in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 8 through verse 10 hallelujah we are afflicted in every way but not crushed perplexed but not driven to despair persecuted but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and stand to your feet if you would. And before we do anything else, I want to just, I have it upon my heart to just give you an opportunity to respond to the Lord today by taking a step of faith, coming to this altar, and either getting it right with the Lord or letting the Lord come and speak and install. Courage in your heart in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I just want to take just one moment. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name, Jesus.